0: Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. Before we get to anything, even what you're listening to, I want to remind you there's a giveaway happening right now for patrons, and there's a special event coming up on April 13th. Learn more about all of those things at patreon.com slash level. All right, now this wonderful music you're hearing right here is by Chris Rickwood for Brawlhalla. It's a brawler game, of course, and it's from Blue Mammoth Games and Ubisoft. And it features dozens of crossover characters from franchises like Street Fighter, Castlevania, Avatar The Last Airbender, Hellboy, The Walking Dead. You get the idea. So many crossover characters. And Chris's job is to take the main theme from Brawlhalla and compose it in the style of the music from those franchises. So. Basically, you'll hear this same theme many different times throughout our conversation, just varied in any number of ways, whether for like the Kung Fu Panda crossover or the Assassin's Creed one, so much fun. And I also really loved talking with Chris about what it's like walking that line between a faithful imitation of someone else's music and an outright ripoff of someone else's music. Um, and so we talk about that and what it's like going through the process of getting some of these tracks uh, and some of these melodies cleared by the owners of the copyright. So really cool stuff on this episode of Level. Join us on Discord. That link is in the show notes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll find this conversation there. And if you can support us on Patreon, that would be fabulous. Learn more at patreon.com slash level where you see information on our vinyl The Red Lantern soundtrack giveaway and our special event coming up on the eve of VGM Con on April 13th, which will be also a virtual event. So, in any event, here is Chris Rickwood talking about his music for Brawlhalla.
1: It's a... Ooh, I should have thought about this. I'm not a Brawlhalla um, a PR guy, but so it's yeah. a 2D scroller brawler Brawlhalla yeah. uh, where it's uh, basically a two to four player multiplayer brawling game where you're trying to knock your player off the platforms and off the screen and win, win the uh, battle royale out of the four people. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that answer that? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I honestly, it's one of those games that you have to invest some time in learning the combinations, much like a street fighter or a tech, like the fighting games. Yeah. You know, you watch, uh, it's an esport. So you go to these tournaments and you just watch these people that have practiced these combos. Yeah. You know, and some of them are using controls, some are using keyboards. And just almost type in a paper. <laughs> But like winning this game, it's uh, something I'm just. Uh, that's not what I'm good at. I'm I'm yeah. terrible at like you know countering things and learning moves and like what was the combo? What is the the hit button? I don't remember. Yeah so, yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have trouble <laughs> with that too and honestly Smite which you've also done the music for in the past mm-hmm. uh is is sort of like that too being a MOBA I feel like MOBAs are kind of like that where you have to really you have to know your character inside and out and understand the weaknesses and the strengths and how to balance that out through the time of the match and all this I mean that yeah. it's it's a very different mindset than like a you know big open world RPG where you're just kind of Nambi pambying your way through the you know what I mean? So it's oh
1: absolutely yeah yeah. it's like you have to get a degree in like finance (laughs) to understand the math behind how to play like a MOBA. Yeah just the
0: yeah
1: again it's like but because you're buying stuff right all during the game. It's like I gotta buy my abilities and what is this countering? These you know, 10 (laughs) players are on the board, what's gonna help the most? It's it's insane, yeah. It's I've, crazy
0: and those people love it, man. Those players, yeah. the 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 gamers who game that way are absolutely into it. And I've been I've gone down some MOBA rat holes in my time and and things like that, but but back to Brawlhalla, I've never been a brawler at all. And um uh, so I'm fascinated by by that type too and uh you know, kind of what you had the opportunity to do is take the Brawlhalla theme and just do it in all these different styles. So explain why that is. Like, what, what's the premise that that even functions in, you know?
1: Yeah, so Brawlhalla, is a, it's a free-to-play game. And, you know, the, the trend now is, well, I guess this was going back to almost uh, MMO days, but just constant re- constantly releasing content, mm-hmm. like new content like skins, uh, it could be you know it goes down to like what the podium looks like down to like what emotes are coming out and yeah uh, in, in my case it's you know they they want to skin whatever theme uh, like visual theme that the game is is following with new music uh, from the theme to all the way when you go into a match so they'll have levels that are you know tuned to that theme and then they'll have um, like a, a start screen that has the theme of that and they'll, you know, change the graphics on that. So mm-hmm. uh, taking um, just a cue from the art, they want to be able to, you know, just immerse the player in this, this the whole style. And and and, mm-hmm. and uh, with these crossovers, it's, it's almost like they want to, they want to tug at the nostalgia a little bit. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, this is, I could feel like, this reminds me of, you know, when I was in mm-hmm. seventh grade and playing this in the arcade, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah I mean I I and I, I mean this with all due respect I burst out <laughs> laughing when the Assassin's Creed one start I was like oh my God I'm this is Assassin's Creed you know yeah. and and it and I had that reaction with with all of the ones that I was that familiar with you know what I mean like because because yeah. it, it just it did like hit all those key points and um, uh, it, I guess which Talk to me about finding the essence of those and determining what you're going to hang your hat on, because mm-hmm. some of those games, I'm sure you had many choices on how to represent it musically, mm-hmm. you know. But then I, I think some some of the others might might some of them could have been more difficult. So talk to me talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. Um, so Assassin's Creed is an interesting one because it's uh, Brawl is actually owned by Ubisoft, so. Since they're owned by Ubisoft, we were able to use the Assassin's Creed, actual Assassin's Creed uh, motives in there. That one is literally like, yes, it is <laughs> um, with the voice and everything, yeah. The goes, voice, oh God, and yes. you know, th- that's uh, uh, Jillian Reversa, by the way, and the cello. Oh, cool, is okay, Michelle Pacman actually playing a baroque cello, which was oh, pretty cool, cool, uh, very hard to tune, yeah. uh, but <laughs> but yeah, so it was adding a little bit of my own f- like the that flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, you know, it's a matter of okay, we want to. You know one of the first questions I asked is what percentage, you know, if you have the the crossover IP over here and then the Brahalla IP, mm-hmm. like what percentage should the music land in towards one of the others? Should it be like yeah. Assassin's Creed, but in a Brahalla world or Brahalla in the Assassin's Creed world or like straight down the middle or whatever? Yeah. Um obviously Assassin's Creed is kind of close to the Brawlhalla world already, uh, just a little more serious. And, I mean, they did Valhalla, you know, so there's, there is an Assassin's Creed uh, in Valhalla, so it made sense. Yeah. Um, but it was... Um, so that one's kind of straight down the middle, and we were able to use the theme, so it's pretty easy to, you know, navigate that. It's like, all right, well, this is... Everybody will know what this is, because instantly, you know, the first four notes, it's mm-hmm. Assassin. You go to other ones... Um, I'm just trying to think what the other ones are. Maybe I should bring up the list.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean, I thought like there Castlevania it. would be easy because of the organ. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Castlevania is a good example because in that case, you know, we don't have the rights to use any music. Right. And a lot of times um, the IP holders will come back and say, yeah, it's way too close. You've got to take, you know, this, this, and this out. Um, oh, okay. I don't, I kind of want to call that out because it's interesting because some of the things they told, not, not Castlevania necessarily, but some of the IP holders will say, yeah, you can't have, you know, this instrument and all like, that. It's like this instrument is what makes this <laughs> makes the IPs. like I don't like. How am I gonna? What am I gonna do here? Yeah. Um, oh, but wow. yeah, Castlevania was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I already I, actually. This is a, a, a somewhat of a tangent. I did the game Orcs Must Die, yeah. and it's it's very much uh, influenced by Castlevania. Like one of the okay. the notes was it's basically. Uh, Metal meets Mozart. So it's, you know, with Oregon, the harpsichord mm-hmm. with these kind of, you know, it's, you know, metally drums mm-hmm. and double kicks and guitars. And yeah. so Catswing is kind of the same, right? It has his, uh, you know, lead, like just kind of lead guitars and the Oregon, the, yeah. the, just the Dorian mode, you know, it's like very, <laughs> um, you know, castly, I guess. So yeah, that's, um, I don't know where I go. It's interesting <laughs> trying to think about. I don't know how the other guys do this on this on this podcast yeah. like thinking about like what you did on your old music is I don't know that was right. two years ago that I did yeah. that and I was kind of yeah. faking it there like I don't know what she wants me to say <laughs> like, I think it was in Dorian it had to be it was medieval
0: <laughs> do you remember struggling with any in particular I mean not that I want you to air out all your dirty laundry right now but I think no this you know, is great this yeah. is therapy
1: um <laughs> I think the ones I struggle with the most, and it's not necessarily um, trying to get the essence of the track. Here's the thing about, like, if you look at my career, Mm -hmm. it's riddled with non-original IP games. Like I started on Evil Dead, Hail to the King. So not an original score. Uh, I did a big stint with Cartoon Network where I was just doing all the little flash games. So probably did, you know, fifty to 75. Little oh, Flash games based off of Cartoon Network IP. So I, I've studied other IP. I did Ghostbusters. So it's like, you know, I've, I've yeah. done a lot of non-original IP. So that part doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I went to music school. So I kind of know how to listen and yeah. get the essence of like what scale you're using and what the harmony yeah. is. Instrumentation, all pretty standard music things. The hard ones for me were the ones that I really cared about, you know, um, mm. like Kung Fu Panda is one of my favorite scores. Like, like the, it just is. It's just a yeah amazing, like animated score. Um, pretty intricate, very like I call them saturated, but just colorful and yeah. lively and, you know, bends a little bit into the, you know, the Asian instruments, but it's also very Western. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that it's like, Oh, I've got to, I gotta nail this one. Cause I, I love it so much. And it's, um, that I think it's the hardest because I because I know when I'm doing it wrong, right? So I know like uh, this isn't quite the sound, and you know even in the at the mix stage, I'm like this isn't getting that like kind of what, strings forward, like soloist forward, really textured, detailed recordings. You know, because it's all in, it's all sampled at least in that case. to get the sound right you know so that's the stuff i struggle with more than mm-hmm. like the composition part comes pretty quick it's more of like okay now i've got to mold the composition in my box a lot of the time you know i do record a lot of soloists but for the most yeah. part if it's orchestra trying to mold that to sound close to the, the ips that mm-hmm. i think is mm-hmm. is almost like half the battle right getting the production. To, yeah, oh for to sound sure. Like the other productions. Yeah, you know.
0: I did love the Kung Fu Panda one. I thought, you know, the the Eastern instruments, uh, sampled or not, uh, ga- just kind of do give give a certain energy, right? And yeah. and just the pentatonics and all of that just felt really good. And and I thought that one sounded sounded really nice. Yeah, um, you know,
1: the, and, you know, speaking of that, the other interesting thing on that one was the opening of it. Um. It's the original melody. It's the da 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 da, da, da. but it's um, uh, yeah. you know, it's very like staccatoed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. Don't, and I don't know if you if if you don't really know the melody to Brawlhalla, Hall, if you'd pick that up. So I was I asking did. people. it's like, mm-hmm. Do you can you tell that this is just a variation of, you know, the original yeah. theme? And yeah, yeah so. I'm glad you picked it up because I was... did.
0: Yeah, I mean, it took me a while to absorb it just because I didn't have it in the clear. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like, "Here's the brawl brawl theme," and now mm-hmm. here are all these iterations of it. I just started with the iterations, so. Oh, yeah. But then you know, <laughs> but as you hear it, and and it, of course it's modified a little each time too. So it took me. Yeah. It, but then I did learn it, and uh, and yeah, then then I went back and listened again, and then yeah, yeah that's like half the it, fun you know this is
1: like uh the elgar enigma variations yeah, right? exactly you've never you've never actually heard the original theme i didn't right? like full disclosure <laughs> i didn't write the original theme it was uh a guy named brit larue he was oh, the cool. first composer okay. so okay. i'm just taking his thing and like yeah almost trying to forget it so that i'm not always just mimicking it mimicking it back like note oh, for sure. note
0: You know, then not only are you doing all of the, like, these faithful, you know, variations based on all these other IPs, but you're also doing all the seasons, right? And, and mm-hmm. those were fun. Like, the Valentine's Day tango was super fun.
1: For some reason like i associate tango with the movie true lies <laughs> <laughs> well
0: i mean because there's I mean there's a tango really in right there so that tango scene
1: yeah so that's yeah. kind of um, you know where that came from and it was uh, you know the uh, sometimes the uh audio director there knows exactly what they want and then sometimes they're like just kind of do your thing i think in that case it was like what you want. <laughs> I was like, it seems like, you know, a love is like a tango thing. And I have, I don't, that's the first tango I've ever written. Like, so I, yeah. I got to like kind of dig into that and um learn kind of what it means. Like tangos to me are uh, like a buildup of a, of tension that kind of never resolves. So it's always just, yeah. you oh, kind of moving and moving and then oh, we're turning this way. And then it's going into this and you're, you know, it's, Mm-hmm. I guess that is like, if you watch the dance, I don't know. I didn't really do research it, but that's kind of what it was. <laughs> <laughs> True lies in, you know, my own thoughts of what maybe a tango is, Is yep. you know, this this was like seduction, I guess. So it's yeah, just yeah. a lot of tension and moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, where I started. And in the beginning, it was a little too tango-y. And that was one where they <laughs> said, you know, make it, we want it to be a tango, but like you know, steer it towards Borahall a little more. So then it's like, okay, we got to bring in a little like horns are going to play the melody, which is weird in a tango. But uh, let's go ahead and do that. So yeah, just kind of making it uh masculine, I guess. Like more <laughs> like uh brawley. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's uh yeah, that's one of my favorites. I kind that's unfortunately a solo sample, and I really kind of regret I might actually go back and record a, a actual oh. solos on that because it's it would benefit so much from uh yeah. you know having a live player on there. But a lot of times that that's dictated by you know. This is due tomorrow. Okay, right. I can't. (laughs) No, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I can't record a violent, especially like a, you know, a, a, you know, really proficient, like a, a, what is it called? You know, it was a hard violent part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So can't just get you know my friend down the street. I'd have to get a pro on it. That yeah, right.
0: And Jotun Winter is like that too. It's got a really intricate and uh, neat violin line in there with a, with a singer. Is that Jillian?
1: That is not Jillian. That's oh, okay. actually, um, I have a uh, an audio team called Team Audio. We do sound for games, the oh, whole cool. thing. Oh, so. cool. Okay, okay. Uh, and one of the sound designers is Isabella Ness, and she's also a classically trained singer oh, with nice. a, like an altoist voice. So Handy. Uh, yeah, in that case, you know, it was, um, you know, this I wanted this epic Skyrim-ish kind of mountain scene where yeah. it's like, okay, you're you're on top of a mountain, it's snowing, and you're singing, and you're trying to reach the gods with this, you know, with your voice. That was the kind of voice I wanted, okay. along with the solo violin, which is actually um, mm-hmm. Je- Jeff Ball. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. An interesting thing that I learned, uh, Jeff. By the way, just has an unbelievable ear. Like, it was correcting notes the whole time. <laughs> did you, did you mean a, you meant a B flat here, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I was just like doing this on the keyboard. I wasn't, you know, actually like thinking about what the scale was. Yeah. Um, but the other interesting thing, and I find, I think I find this with most. Um, professional players is they play things exactly how you write them. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, my part was very, um, you know, push pull like mm. expressive you expressivo, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he, he turns it and it's just like dead on exactly what I wrote. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I've got to like tell him like, I slow down these two notes. And yeah, then, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to, you know, detail out the part or, mm-hmm. or you just say, you know, don't more expressive. But yeah, yeah. It's just so, I, I just find that every time I use, you know, these studio players, they're so on the ball with, yep. you know, if this is exactly what you gave me, this is what I'm giving you back. Yeah. If you want it differently, tell me, you know. They're very they good do at it. following instructions, you know what yeah, I mean? Like that's like, Absolutely. What, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why you're higher is because exactly. they can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: you're like, we'll fix it. And they're like, okay. And then they just <laughs> fix it and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Could you, <laughs> can you play it worse? Like. Yeah. You play it like off the beat a little bit. Yeah. Play
0: it like you're eighteen instead of <laughs> twenty eight or whatever. Yeah. Like you're yeah. still you're still learning, but you're awesome, but you're yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Um who are some of the other performers you worked with or that you've had a chance to work with on on Brawlhalla?
1: Um on specifically, the like lately I've been using like everybody else, Kristen Negus. Kristen Negus, uh, Yeah. I thought I heard some wins.
0: English horn or something in there at some There's, point.
1: Like my the the last one I did was the Valhalla quest, which was for ba- Battle Pass 7. And oh, okay. it's, it was based on It's so um, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um it's kind of like it was tabletop gaming. Okay. Um and the references were, I bet you can guess, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So in the case of you know that theme, I wanted it to, to be kind of a full story of you know your, your little hobbiton. Uh, it was it wasn't Lord of the Rings. So maybe <laughs> I shouldn't say that. You're in your another beautiful you're,
0: you're like, in village a grass hut. You're, yeah, you're
1: like. in a you're in a country village <laughs> yeah. in New Zealand. Let's just say randomly. Uh, and you're, you know, but you're going on this trek. You're going on this yeah. adventure. So I, I kind of take you through that, like going, you know, starting kind of small with the clarinet and it goes into the low whistle and then strings. And then it goes into the, oh, now we're on a journey. It goes in a little more epic. And yeah, um, the full orchestra comes in, like a choir by the end of it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then it goes back a little bit. And yeah, Kristen did all the woodwinds. Okay. So um,
0: she's clarinet and everything. Yeah.
1: She's the clarinet, the low whistle, the, English horn, She's uh, and a, a flute beast. right at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, she really is. Hopefully, all in like thirty minutes too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's nuts that um, most woodwind players are like that, right? Or not most, but a lot of them have to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. piccolo flute. But it's it's Mm -hmm. rare you find like piccolo flute and then reeds. Like I guess like maybe starting double reeds is since it's probably the hardest one to play. Definitely. yeah. You know, you learn mm-hmm. some something there, and then it's like, oh, all these others are like super it's easy. Now walk because,
0: in the park, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like I don't have to worry. I don't have to make my own reeds to play this. Would yeah. you?
0: <laughs> exactly. You don't have <laughs> to build Sesame things. Street. Yeah, it's like yeah. Minecraft for woodwinds. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, she's she's incredible, and I wondered. I always wonder. I'm like, and then it always is her. I'm always like, I wonder. if that's Chris. <laughs> And then yes, that's Kristen Negus. It's, it's really.
1: Yeah, I I used her on another one, and I'm gonna eventually write something hard for her. Oh, it was the Avatar one, the oh, Avatar. Oh, cool. Okay, the Airbender. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she played the uh, whatever woodwind. <laughs> Like I said I can't I don't know how people remember like, <laughs> I would have, if I had done. made
0: a note I didn't make a note about that one but which means very little it's just uh, yeah Um, There's,
1: I I feel for you that you had to listen to the same theme no. like 50 times
0: it's fun though it's like it, it's fun though because then you I mean it is like listening to a theme in variations right like my mm. my absolute favorite piece in the world is the Goldberg variations. so oh. you hear that variated like or var- varied <laughs> Variated. <laughs> variated. You hear that variated, uh, like thirty times. So I, I just uh I yeah, I think it's fun. I, I love I love that. Um the there are a couple different synthwave ones which are really fun. Like there's the mm. one that's actually synthwave, and then there's yes. like Miami Dome, which is synthwavey. And and I mean, that's like my childhood and I love it. So, Excellent. so talk to me about about those.
1: I will. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my Miami Dome was the first track I did. I I wouldn't actually okay. call that synthwave. It's I don't know what it yeah, is. It's EDM it's almost. 80s,
0: like, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it's because it's a little bit of um, again. This was the first one, so it was years ago I did it. But um, the point is, it was it was before we actually did the theme. So that's have a, actually a level theme. It's not a oh, main cool. theme. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and they didn't know better. They were like, yeah, we just we have an ex- a new level, and we want it. It started off if you if you play the game it's a there's like japanese neon like it's the top of this kind of tokyo okay, cool city mm-hmm. so the original kind of motive was like pentatonic and played almost like uh with a shamisen kind of oh yeah uh, like nice. a plucky yep. instrument mm-hmm. um and they're like yeah we don't it, it's not actually it's in miami it's like well why, why do you have like <laughs> Like, you have a ramen shop, and it's in Japanese, and it looks like it's in Tokyo. It's like, no, it's in Miami. It's just this. So, can you take out the Asian influencers? Okay. You take
0: it out. We should talk more. Yeah, you take it out, and then I'll take it
1: out. (laughs) Exactly. We should should talk about this before I start writing. Exactly. Exactly. So, but the Synthwave one, the actual Synthwave one, yeah. which was for the Battle Pass, um, that is my favorite track I think I've ever written, ever. Oh, and cool. I,
0: I loved it. Yeah, it's great.
1: I, I, too, am a, I was born in the 70s, but, you yeah. know, my formative years were in the 80s. Totally. So, yeah, I theory. say I grew up in the 80s. Yep. And as you know, Synthwave maybe isn't really like 80s music. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a like organization Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I, it's, this is uh, it's a little therapy for me. Like my favorite part of the synth wave track is like the minute two to like minute four. You'll notice it's the longest one too. It's five minutes long because I was it. having yep. so much fun with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good.
1: But like, it's actually the part in the middle that's my favorite and it has okay. nothing to do with the theme, right? So I play oh. the theme like twice yeah. and then I go into this like two minute interlude of just like pads <laughs> yeah. and... um. You know, the the bells, like it's like a rolling synth and like rolling pads and you know, mm-hmm. Juno-y sound and you know, the lindrums mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it was like if I were to to you know, distill my job down to what the point of it is, yeah. It's to evoke some kind of feeling of remembering a something that happened to you before. Like it's a sure. Yeah, uh, you know, you're or something,
0: yeah.
1: like, it's nostalgia, but it's not necessarily just nostalgia. It's more like a, um, like it's getting, you know, emotions out of you, but like emotions are remembered, right? Like, you yeah. don't all of a sudden like feel anger and like, what is this feeling? Yeah. You know, it's like, you remember <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, this reminds me when, you know, I, that guy ran into me and yeah. didn't have insurance. And so in this case, you know, that I can listen to the middle of that and it, Takes me back to middle school, like wow. seventh grade, when you're, you know, like I had a butt cut and like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, acne and like super awkward yeah, and you yeah. know, but you I had this like longing, you know, this unrequited like of crush course. on girls. That track for some reason like takes me there, and that's why I sat on that part for so long. It's like I can live in this, wow, you know, and I can listen to it like today and uh, it'll like snap me back down back to that moment you know that time in my life That's why that's my favorite because that's maybe the one track ever in my 25 year career that i can <laughs> you know say you know that that does that like it evokes mm-hmm. an emotion and i understand that emotion and it was intentional yeah. that i was that's what i was trying to get out of it for Yes, brahalla <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you know, no that's great it makes me long for my middle school like <laughs> i was not getting girls' attention years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's something special about it.
1: Oh I mean, Yeah, everybody it, has that. Yeah. Everybody went do that.
0: I also liked the Halloween theme because, you know, I think certain holidays, you have to have like winter, like the holidays, like Christmas time, Mm -hmm. you got to have like sleigh bells or something like, you know, there are just a handful of things that will make it Christmas. But with Halloween, there are any number of ways to make something Mm-mm. scary and Halloween-y. Just Mm-mm. so many ways to do that. And and I just liked the direction you went with it. So talk to me about okay. doing the, the Halloween track.
1: Yeah, I agree. And um, what's interesting is I did the Halloween theme almost exactly after I did the Order of the Exalted Lion theme, which is very Halloween-y. So okay. I, don't, I want to make sure we're talking about the same Like the Halloween one is... Um very Elfman-ish. You know, it's celloy and it's Danny Elfman strings doing. And Is that the y- one we're talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let me let me. Yeah.
1: Stacking on top of this, the story. I also had just done the Walking Dead crossover, oh, so it was okay, okay. it was like Halloween after Halloween, or like horror after horror after horror. Right. So yep. um, yeah, it was definitely worst. an exercise in um, you know Walking Dead, which is the Bear McCrary thing. And then Order of the Exalted Lions, which was kind of gothicy and you know, okay.
0: yeah,
1: big and almost like Castlevania, but not as as strident. And then um, the Halloween theme—they uh, did ask for kind of the the Elfmanish sound, and oh, cool. I was happy to do that because I was like, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done Halloween twice. What do you want from me? Um, so it's it's. Um, yeah, so taking the Elfman, uh, yep, the old yep. like Beetlejuicey type things, With the um, low piano and the piano doing yep. the thing, and um, you know it's not quite ripping them off, but it's you know it's an homage. homage it's an to, homage. It's homage it's a faithful
0: to, faithful yes. rendition, and you did kind of allude to the fact you know and getting these things cleared by the or, mm-hmm. the original. IP owner whoever owns the rights to the music. So can you talk about that or is that
1: Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. It's almost always not clear to use the
0: Right? <laughs> the original right. music. Right.
1: Actually so I think all the only time it was cleared was um for Assassin's Creed.
0: Okay.
1: And there was um there was actually another IP that's actually not on this list because I didn't do a theme for it. it was just level music mm-hmm. um, that we use the original music, and I th- think we were clear to do it back then, but then they maybe the I think the contract changes because a lot of times they it's like you can use things for a year and then after that you have to take it down um, okay yeah and it's and you have to like erase it from the internet and it's wow. part of the contract Wow, so in that case, I had I had to rewrite a track and and do that mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, um, I have to write a sketch and they send it to the IP holders and it's not just to clear, you know, to make sure I'm not getting too close, but it's also to make sure I'm getting close enough. You know, it's like, sure. okay, this is, yeah, this is, you know, good enough for both the IP, like production wise and writing wise, it makes sense and it would mm-hmm. fit in our universe. And um, so yeah, that's a, a whole other deadline you have to think about and like, yep you Know a, a level of bureaucracy that you have right, to, yeah. to kind of endure and uh navigate, like, how yep. how close can I get and what's too far? And I, you know, and I honestly want to, I want it to be uh, the original IP in Brawlhalla, that's kind of always where I'm going. So, I, I wanted to have those just the. Mm-hmm. The DNA of Brahalla, even though we're doing a crossover, the theme obviously does that, but there's instrumental choices usually that yep. that does that, you know, that yeah. Makes it a little more Brahalla.
0: Yeah. talk to me about cuz a lot of times if i'm speaking to someone who's in the US they're mm-hmm. almost always on the west coast and even then usually in LA yeah. not always but the you know if i were to make a pie chart most of them <laughs> would be in california somewhere um, absolutely and and then probably next would be the northwest and then i would maybe go out but you're in atlanta and and um you know, I, I do know, like Jason Graves has a robust career mm-hmm. in North Carolina, but it's definitely the exception to the rule. So talk to me about, you know, I assume staying in Atlanta or how you ended up there and and what made you decide or at least how did it happen that you're an Atlanta-based, uh, quite successful composer uh, person?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> glad to talk about that. Actually, I wanna, I'm going to say something kind of embarrassing that I just thought about now, but it's oh, gonna, gonna, I feel like I, I learned things way later that seem obvious to everybody else, but here's one thing. Um, John Williams was the conductor for the Boston Pops, Yes, right. So when I was a kid, I think I thought he lived in Boston. Oh, well, I would have assumed that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, well, you know, as a teen, I was like, oh, if John Williams can be a film composer and live in Boston, like, I don't think anybody really has to move to L.A. Oh, wow. Maybe the, I think oh, that was how my funny. thinking. Oh, Interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so it's like if he could do it, but he I didn't, do it.
0: right? He didn't,
1: did he? No, he was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he just flew yeah.
1: to Boston. Right. Right. Conducted right. Conducted <laughs> yeah, and flew back. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Really, he didn't. He might, he probably has a house there too, but... Oh, well, um, yeah, who knows, or some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my, oh, so my thought was like, oh, he's based in Boston. Yep, like, yeah, yeah. So, um not that that, like, informed where I could live, but I did think that meant, like, like informed me that I didn't have to move to L.A., mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I started, like, most composers wanting to be a film composer, but mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to do the Hollywood thing. I don't know, it was... Mm-hmm averse to that lifestyle that I didn't even really know but I just, you know, in my head the, Mm -hmm. you know, shaking hands and greasing palms like the whole, like, kissing up to the people that are going to hire you wasn't my style and probably most composer style Um, but um, I, so early on I thought like, I don't think I can move to LA and I, you know once I obviously decided to become a game composer, which is was in the mid-90s um, that was off the table for me. I was like, I don't think I have to be in LA to be a video game composer. It's almost mm-hmm. better not to be, like to be different from yeah. all the other composers. Uh, I ended up in Georgia because of my wife. So I okay. I, um, I grew up in Texas and then I moved to South Carolina for a few years and ended up going to Furman University okay. for my undergrad in theory. Went back to Texas, to North Texas for, my, for grad school. Um, to get my master's really to delay getting a job is why it's like, Oh, I have a theory degree. This is not going to make me any money. Let's go to grad school and spend more money on a degree. That's not going to make me money. Um, So at the time my wife got a job here in Georgia, she actually went to UGA, uh, was a a social worker. Um, So it was a year ahead of me. So she had a job at Mm -hmm. a college, Mm -hmm. um, here in Georgia. So I was like, I'm going to live with you <laughs> as I try to do this thing. Yeah, uh, And it ended up being kind of gr- a great decision because Georgia did not have a video game industry, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people would see that as a disadvantage, but there's that, that whole, like that story with like the shoe salesman that go, you know, they go to Africa or whatever. And like one of them goes and it was like, uh, huge mistake. Nobody here wears shoes and like yeah. comes back. I can't sell shoes here. Nobody wears them. And then another one goes there. It's like huge opportunity. Nobody has shoes here. Yeah. Like, we could outfit this whole country. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. it's kind of like the, that was kind of my thought was like the industry doesn't exist here, but it's a major metropolitan area. And I knew about research triangle, like uh, which is still far away, but like East coast, right. The mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. Jason lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, there's, there's art schools here, SCAD is here, uh, you know, Georgia Tech here. So is a big, you know, tech community, mm-hmm. uh, major mm-hmm. airport, uh, yeah. and, a, and a huge music scene. You know, it's like um, yeah. you know, UGA, Athens, Georgia had, you know, R.A.M., B-52s, like a lot mm-hmm. big indie scene, Widespread Panic. Um yeah. and then Georgia has, you know, it's pop capital of the world. Yeah. We have the, the track museums man. here now. <laughs> Usher. Yeah. It's it's a big music scene. Um, yeah. and a lot of acts would come th- through here, not anymore because all the studios shut down, but they would come here mm. to to record like Pearl Jam. And okay.
0: um,
1: so the it was, you know, music was here, technology was here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna do something here. And um Kind of helped almost build the industry. Like I helped found the Georgia Game Developers Association, oh, cool. which is kind of the trade organization here. That we once a year put on a show called Siege, which is a little southeastern uh, gaming expo, like much oh, cool. like GDC, like, or, oh, okay, but, okay. but but localized. So we bring nice, in, like yeah. I bring in my friends to talk and, sure. uh, you know. With, professionals would come from all over just to come in and talk to the Georgia scene. So it, you know, starting back in, you know, 99, nobody was here. It was, you know, we'd go to IGDA meetings and there was like seven people like, you know, eating at a <laughs> Fellini's pizza. Um, but, you know, we started this organization doing siege yearly, like the industry grew mm-hmm. and, you know, high res studio started up here. Tripwire interactive started here. Um, uh, Blue Mammoth, which is Brawlhalla's uh-huh. dev was here. Obviously, Turner was here, so we had Cartoon Network doing, yeah. you know, Adult Swim and you know, Boomerang, like all the the Turnery type things. Or so yeah. it was. It wasn't like that left field that you know right. I stayed here, yeah. but it, it it wasn't. There weren't any like AAA devs, and mm. I I kind of knew like the the reason you know Austin has a a scene. And maybe even Seattle is like, okay, they start, they had one company, you yep. know, in Austin, like Origin was there. And then, like,
0: pow, yeah,
1: that blows up. And like, okay, now there's like, you know, 200 people that are super creative and want to create their own game company. It's like, do, 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 and you just see that happen. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was counting on here, was like yeah. these companies would would grow into these behemoths and then like mm-hmm. people would psh, CCP was here for a while for, mm-hmm. with, you know, white wolf publishing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to know, like kind of, I kind of wanted to become just the Georgia poster boy for game audio Yeah, and just went to all the meetings and met yeah. all the players. And there's a great economic developer uh, guy, Asante that, uh, you know, he's trying to bring in the business to Georgia. So I got to know him and, like he was like, whenever somebody came over, it was like, you need to talk to Chris. So nice. it's almost like I was, I don't want to say I built this town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something, there's something about like doors get opened for me that I don't think would get opened anywhere else. Right. Because of the yeah. uniqueness of me being a, a mm-hmm. game, yeah. video game composer. Everybody else is trying to do TV here or like horror films or,
0: okay. or
1: now even film. Yeah. I was the only one for years. Wow. doing games and, you know, got asked to, you know, talk to people, you know, I'd be on panels with like Dallas Austin. And, you know, so it's, I, it was, yeah. I was doing things above my pay grade as far as like, <laughs> you know, who I actually was, but it was because I was mm-hmm. one of one, um, yeah. you know, game composers at the time. So um, that turned out to to work in my favor. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, pick a town. <laughs> <laughs> and build your own industry and you're good build to go. Build it right?
0: single-handedly. <laughs> it'll only take 20 years. Yeah. Well, it'll take
1: 25 years. Yeah. So yeah, now these studios like hi I don't know, they're international and have, uh, I want to say 300 people here in town. Mm. Uh, but they have just recently started splintering off these
0: okay.
1: other little studios and uh, yeah. they were already huge. But um, now I'm kind of I'm hoping to <laughs> look... Pay, get the get the payday for that it's like i waited I waited ten years <laughs> for you guys to quit and go do your own thing, so remember me <laughs>
0: <Yeah. your> audio <laughs> you also do a lot of work with the game audio network guild is that right gang
1: I did way way oh, way way okay. way back okay. so in okay. the beginning, yeah, and you know the the advice there is much like you know what I did with um, Georgia is I volunteered there so for You know, when it first started, Mm -hmm. I, you know, asked what I could do for it. And I became the, what do they call it? I guess it'd be a community manager uh, nowadays, but I would monitor the forums. And then whenever there's a question, I would uh, call up a professional and say, hey, can you jump in here and, um, you know, answer this question real quick. So I got to know a lot of. People just through yep. that, that yeah. you know, it gives you, gives you a reason to talk to people you wouldn't get to talk to normally. It's yeah. like, I have no agenda here except like, hey, help this person out. Yep. And by the way, I'm Chris, you know, like, yeah. so it was it yeah. was a good way to just kind of network without being too like, I'm a composer. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> One of the other 2000 composers here <laughs> at the GDC, Ugh. please take me seriously. <laughs> Are you going to GDC this year? I'm not, and I, yeah. I, this is maybe the first year that I'm like since COVID yeah. that uh, I'm. I wish I had like a. Mm. It just fell off the radar, obviously, for the you know the last yeah. two yeah. years, and uh, a lot of people are asking me that this year. <laughs> like, Where are you coming? It's like, are you going? Yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't think we were doing that yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 because it's safe. Seems like everybody's going. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So next year, and yeah. I'm actually thinking about game sound con this year. Just oh, to, I love game sound con just to get out of the house. It's yeah. been too long.
0: Yeah. 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 I guess by the time this actually publishes, GDC will have passed, but, Oh,
1: um, maybe I should say, yeah, I went, I yeah. went there and, <laughs> and saw no one. Yeah. Uh, was at the, <laughs> I was at the Marriott bar the whole time. The whole time. Uh, oh God. Remember, remember that conversation? Um, Oh, what was I going to yeah. say? Games. Oh, so so oh. 2020, um, ironically, like, was the year of me getting back out there. Like, I had been to all the things, but yeah. I I kind of was resting on my laurels because I had so much work. I was doing, you know, four high-res games and I was doing Brawlhalla. Oh, so it was yeah. like, oh, I can't handle anymore. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of like cruising on doing the networking. I would go to GDC, but it was like, I'm here to drink with my friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I will be at yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name. It used to be called Annabelle's, but it has a new name. I anyway, know. there's a yeah. there's a restaurant right across from the Marriott that we just hang out and like people cycle in, and oh, it's funny. a good time. It's anyway, so 2020 was the year of me like, okay, I'm going to go do some things. So I was, you know, signed uh, up to go to South by. I was going to like host okay. a panel there. Mm. Uh, I went to the Grammys that year, like the in oh, wow uh, yeah. 2020, and then I was. You know, going to the GDC and then like the day I bought my tickets to South by Southwest was the day everybody shut down and I canceled (sighs) South by Southwest. I was like, oh, Oh. I guess I'm going to become the recluse that I was originally. (laughs) Exactly. You're just going to do
0: what you would normally do. Exactly. Yeah. This is this yeah. is the
1: universe telling me to not get out of my shell. Right.
0: I was talking about that with a friend the other day. Like, what did people on house arrest, like people who were like on house arrest for whatever reason, whatever crime they committed that gave them house arrest? Like, what was that like mm. during the lockdown? It's like, well, everybody else is on house arrest. Like, yeah. What the hell difference does it make? What kind of so,
1: punishment is this? Yes. Yeah. Like, Do I have to go outside now. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. You can't be home. You can't go like, anywhere but to. Yeah. Home. Now you can't to go home. You could be it's anywhere else. It's a
0: reverse else. ankle bracelet. It like repels you from being home. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what yeah. crazy times, crazy times. Yeah. Uh So I see, I don't know, seven, six, eight guitars behind you, or something. Maybe some. Oh. Maybe a couple <laughs> basses. Actually, those uh, are all props. Those yeah. are all. Pro- <laughs> you don't play a thing. <laughs> um, so What's your main? And you also said theory major, which made me think you must be a pianist. Because, but that's. Not necessarily true. So, no. uh, so what's your, your musical history?
1: I like you play trumpet. Oh, you do? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't, maybe I, I used well, yeah. to play trumpet. I used to play
0: trumpet, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it's just, it would take me it months was, to get back to where I used to be. Oh my God. If I could even, oh, yeah. I don't even know. I,
1: yeah. I, I played it all the way through like my senior year in college. And okay. it was, it was then where, um, you know, at Furman, you you know it's a small private school. So mm. I was you know playing in all the ensembles, and I yeah. wanted to be a composer. So I was like, I'm going to focus on writing and less like trumpet ensembles. So I, <laughs> I, I quit most of the ensembles, like the jazz band and all that kind of yeah. stuff, just to focus on writing. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to North Texas, it was uh, I don't know if you know North Texas, but it's huge jazz school. One uh, of the biggest jazz schools. Yeah. So going there, I was like, I'm way out of my league in any like, type of like trumpet playing. Yeah. It's ridiculous, like the musicians they have there. Oh, man. And, well, um, and how
0: many ensembles, how many jazz bands do they have there?
1: So they, they have, I don't know how many, but it goes by time, right? So it's yep. like... Right,
0: the one o'clock. 10, 10, the, yeah. One
1: o'clock is the best, and then as it yep. gets farther away, those are the worst ones. Yeah. Like, funny story, like, those I'm walking around. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I was walking on campus with a friend of mine and, like, I walk by one of the jazz halls and I hear the band. This was, like, at, like, 6. Okay. Um, I walk by. It's like, oh, cool. Who's in concert in here? And, you know, it's like, we should stop in and, and listen. He's like, no, that's, like, those are the scrubs, man. That's, like, the 6 o'clock band. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> These guys sound amazing. <laughs> I thought it was a professional yeah. band. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so good. Like the- These are the scrubs. <laughs> these guys are like at six like they have day jobs
0: awful (laughs) yeah (laughs) these are the engineering majors do you remember that i i just remember um when i was an undergrad and i i went to where i went to school in boulder and the requirement there i was a music ed major was two years of marching band some music ed majors depending on where they went to school had to do four years of marching band which would i never would have oh my god no but I (laughs) remember always in marching band there were always like the fifth and sixth year seniors who were still in marching band but were like civil engineers or something you know they were like studying math or whatever and I just got the biggest kick out of those lifers you know I'm like wow you're not even a music major and you're just like dedicated to being a marching man I was like wow
1: yeah yeah a good friend of mine was one of those he was a fifth year senior and a trumpet player and Biology major, but was incredible. He's an yeah. incredible tour player, yeah. and actually, he went on to like he did cruise ships for a while. I still he's like in Cincinnati Fun. or something playing, but um, yeah. But also like working at a hospital, <laughs> <or> something <laughs> exactly. like that. You know? like, yeah, it's, yeah, an incredible player.
0: Yeah. yeah, I had a roommate Peter who uh, was like a microbiology major, but was the most talented musician. At that entire college music. I mean, he's a tenor player and just killer jazz saxophonist. And that's like his life now. But he just wanted to have some kind of medical degree or something. I'm like, you're Uh, crazy. But yeah, he's just that kind of guy. Just that smart, you know, brainy type that can manage all those things.
1: You know, that's... I don't want to say like all musicians are just smart. But like there's something about like musicians and wanted to be like well-rounded like they just you yeah. know you find um and it maybe goes both ways like you find a lot of like programmers like are really good musicians or really oh, okay. big fans of musicians and yeah yeah um yeah. like musicians or at least me i would just speak for myself but i'm very uh chaotic about what i want to focus on at one time and it, and it's it's mm-hmm. something like it's just um like not just music but it's like oh i want to like do woodworking. I want to do 3D printing. I want to code stuff. I want to, you know, I want to build stuff, I guess, like create stuff. Yeah. Uh, And music just happens to be the one that I love the most. Like it, Mm -hmm. like I can't quit music, but like there's something about, I think all musicians are always like, Oh, I'm also super into painting. And like, I'm also like an incredible writer and like, Mm -hmm. you know, just on the side, I like Mm -hmm. to cure cancer. It's just a weird, like, (laughs) like, you know, a, Something about the music just mm-hmm. musician's mind that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it's the, they're unsatisfied with yeah
0: anything. Yeah, or just, or just curious, maybe just cu- maybe curi- curiosity. Maybe yeah, let's say that, or, curiosity yeah, is better. Or an yeah. interest in, yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, well, let's briefly mention Smite, which okay. you, you used to compose for and composed a ton of music for back in the yeah. day. Um and we did mention it briefly at the beginning but but just talk to me a, a little bit before we before we say goodbye i guess about you know what what it was like writing for for that type of world
1: Yeah, that um, Smite was incredible. Like it was, I think about Smite, it was the first game I worked on where the schedules were insane, like every two weeks and I was doing audio direction and like sound and music on it. Oh, you did the sound uh, too. Well, I, mean, I did a little bit of stuff, but I had a team also doing okay. sound. Okay, and I but was, you're the you know, one
0: telling everybody what to do. I was
1: running this. the whole wow. shebang. Like That's, it was yeah. not like coordinating voiceover, and, but I had partners helping me. And, okay, uh, yeah. But not solely doing everything, but yeah. uh, it was a lot. And it was every two weeks they're putting out new things. And oh, yeah. Um, it took a little while. Like we would start, it was much, it was really great training for Brawlhalla because it was, okay, we have... You know the original smart theme, which um, you know, it's kind of your. It's a choir. It's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty basic and <laughs> what and yeah. what it is. But I was really just trying to kick things out. Uh, but as each pantheon was created, I would then get to write a new theme pack for each pantheon. So it's like, okay, we're this is the Greek god was the original, really. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, now we're gonna do uh, it's you know Aztecs, and now it's you know. Egyptian. Mm -hmm. Now it's, you know, this and this. So that was, you know, the first time I ever had to like take a theme I've already done and it's like, okay, now I have to reimagine it in, you know, this world and this world. Yeah. And then they shifted over to doing the same thing that Brawl Hall is doing. Actually, they did it first um, to where it's like, okay, now we're going to do music packs that can take over and, and they would have to do, With some time, I think the first one I did was really for a character. They were, it was the first time they had what was called a tier five character that went through like five different levels of the character to where it changed the whole art and animation. So it got bigger and bigger, it's like this archangel type of character.
0: Cool.
1: Um, So the music I did was purely for that character. It wasn't even for like, oh, we're changing. The complete skin for this, yeah. Um, um, it was I'm trying to think, it was uh, like drum and bass plus guitar and mm-hmm. like synth, if I remember. Um, I don't even remember the names, I'm terrible at remembering things. I'm, <laughs> I'm, hit, a... I'm hitting 50 here <laughs> <laughs> this year. So, this year, I'm turning 50. Yes, no
0: way. Uh, okay, yeah. well, happy 50. My sister as well, so yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Smite was. You know, my introduction to that, and it was super fast after that. It was like, okay, we're doing this, 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 and this. I mm-hmm. can't remember how many I did. I do remember um, I have a similar story with the Halloween tricks that I did with Synthwave because I was doing Brawlhalla, uh and Smite. And for some reason, they would sometimes coincide, and Paladins actually started doing it too. Oh. So it's like, okay, we're doing Synthwave. So I did a, like t- actually two synthwave packs. It was dark wave and like vaporwave if you want to get technical about it. Okay, for smite. Um, for smite. Yeah. And then I did a Brawlhalla did a little a tiny little synthwavey like chest. So there was a little music that went that. And then they went full synthwave. So by, by the time I got to the actual Brawlhalla battle pass which I yeah. wrote the 5 minute thing, yeah. I had done a lot of synthwave for other games. <laughs> And again, it was like, and and by the way, um, the stuff I sent you are just the themes. There's a whole music pack that goes with the yeah. themes. So there's there's a level theme, and I didn't send you those. But that, um, yeah. so it was actually you know like ten minutes of synthwave music after me already writing what I thought was the best synthwave music <laughs> I could write. Out of the back, and it kept happening. It was like, "Oh, we're all doing eight bit now." It's like, "Okay, I gotta do the eight bit thing now, and do that." And it's like, "All right, we're doing the epic orchestral." Then it's so, like, "Yeah, we'll do that." Um, yeah, but that's the the hazard of the job is yeah. being able to come up with new ideas in the same.
0: Do you have a favorite style?
1: I don't, you know, and. Um, that goes back to my attention like my, my curiosity of things mm-hmm. like i uh i think it hurts my career because people will ask me like if i send you a, my my demo it's like well what is your sound you know i always got you know you always get asked like what's your thing like, yep yep you write this you're like thomas newman you're like you know what Yeah. And i'm like i do what's appropriate <laughs> for <laughs> the task at hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, what my thing is. Like, I'll look back over, you know, when I retire and I'll look at my catalog and then maybe be able to distill that. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. these were my, uh, you know, early years of not knowing what I was doing. And this is when I yeah. learned how to do use modes. And then this is when I, <laughs> like, stopped writing the melody only in the French horns. And then, you know, so it's... <laughs> It's uh, I still haven't gotten past that. I'll yeah. always write the melody and the French horns. Worth, they're are worthy
0: choir. of it. Yeah, they can play it
1: well.
0: They can fly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I don't I don't know what my favorite is. I just I love it all, and yeah. you know I listen to everything with mm-hmm. the mindset of like, what can I learn from this? Yeah. And now use and then forget. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> vicious cycle of yeah. little techniques that I use, and then like, I forget yeah. what I did on them. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, amazing. So, yeah, that's my career. Is uh, it's all over the place. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, it's the chameleon part of being a composer, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I honestly like, um, I wish people could see the value in that. And obviously, like, Brawlhalla does might not like these, I mm-hmm. think companies do, but most for the most part. Um, it's not one composer doing that. Like, yeah. the, they'll, they'll <laughs> like the experts and like, we're doing synth wave. Let's get like, yeah. you know, the, the, the Dixon brothers. I can't remember who did uh, um, yeah. stranger things. Right. So they'll get those people yeah. To, yeah. to do the electronic stuff. And I like pride myself in being able to adapt all these different genres. And um, I actually did a bunch of um, emotes for spell break. And they were all. We did, I had like two weeks of maybe three weeks to do probably twenty of them, and they were all wow. these different, different styles. Like one was hip hop, and one was mm-hmm. like uh, rock, and one was like a uh, minuet, I think, and like it's, it was just all over the place. Yeah. The like chicken dance thing. So <laughs> I was doing, I was doing all these like in in, you know, in like two weeks and push them out, and I was just like this seems amazing like i i feel like i feel like i'm one of like not many people that yeah. can do this like yeah. right like can do it that quickly and yeah. you know, they're pretty good i don't know I, I, yeah. I feel like all my work is kind of bad but um, i feel like it you know it, it did the job right yeah. and yeah. it's a skill
0: Such a great chat with you about Brawlhalla and all the things. Is there anything yeah. else that you want to add before, or that I forgot to ask? Or
1: I do want to mention, you know, my team, Team Audio, because I, yeah. it's, it, I feel like it. Um, you know, composers, and I think all composers will say this: there's always a team behind you. And mm-hmm. um, Team Audio, we we do provide like audio for all games, and actually, like I was listening to Jonah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks and he was trying to mention a project like the it's team audio that's doing that project he's doing it through us oh cool and i was like Yeah, i don't know if you can say the name man so i was sitting here waiting for him to say what the project did was no he didn't yeah
0: no i didn't think so Jonas senzel <laughs> so, right you're talking about jonah yes, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. oh cool
1: he's like i forget this triple a game i was like don't say it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure we're allowed to yet um it has been announced, but I'm not sure to what extent, you know, okay. it's just everything, okay. but I do want to mention I have this team and uh, it's been life-saving like just to be able to, uh, you know, like I was saying before when I was working at, you know, the six games at one time and managing yeah, all this stuff, it's yeah. too much. Yep. It's too much to do. Yeah. And just being able to like, Hey, I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. You do all this and yeah. you do that. And I will focus on, you know, watching netflix and writing music yeah. <laughs> you know, i'm really good at those two things like wasting time and, and writing music yeah. <laughs> what i want to focus on you do everything else so. yeah. Um, cool yeah awesome but yeah it's been a pleasure uh like i said to you in the email like i i enjoy your it's not just the conversational stuff, but your. It's you're a fan of the music and obviously a musician yeah. yourself. So yeah, there's something time. a little different about that, you know, that
0: yeah.
1: you can, you can, um, one of the hardest, I'm going to go on and on on the end of here. <laughs> do One it. of the hardest questions to answer when you, when you're not in the video game, when you're just out in life, especially yeah. in Georgia, where it's not an entertainment city necessarily.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and people, I say, you know, I'm a video game composer. You know, the one question they ask is, you know, what have you worked on? And it's like, I just don't like talking about my career with people who don't understand the career, right? Right. Yeah. No. And I, that's, yeah. That's most, that's why GDC is wonderful because you yes. go there and it's like, ah, let me unload all <laughs> yeah. the things that are bothering me. And you, do you totally understand this? But then, yeah. you know, going to my neighbor, it's like, they don't know. It's like, what do you, it's like, do you, "What what have you worked on?" It's like, "Do you play games?" They're like, "No." It's like, "You're not going <laughs> to know." Don't
0: ask. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're not going to know what I'm working on. <laughs> <Right>. like, so
0: <laughs> or how important what it if, is, you know, that's the thing too. It's not uh, even just you can't really get across in an adequate amount of time like yeah. you know your value to the industry.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a weird thing and it's a mm-hmm. probably like an entertainment thing cuz it's almost like they Yeah. It's not like I go to my dentist and like, "Well, who who are the last three people yeah, you worked who on?" <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, whose who's fillings did you do this morning? Yeah, I yeah. It's like you know, it's it's such a weird thing. Like it is. Very I gotta like yeah. I gotta give you my resume before you'll show me yeah. that I am worthy of yeah. the title I just told you. you know? <laughs> um, but um, <clears throat> this was a pleasure being able to talk to you, knowing that, that you're a gamer yeah. as well as a musician and a, a yeah. fan. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Well, thanks for being on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Level with Emily. You can learn more about Chris Rickwood, see a playlist, and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Also information on the giveaway there of a vinyl copy of the Red Lantern OST and also the event that's coming up on April 13th in the evening, which will be virtual as well. All right, all of that at patreon.com level. So do check out the video of our chat with Chris on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that channel, get notifications of all of our new videos of interviews. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.